there are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. C go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. I am your host, Kat Ward. You can find me on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find the show on New Lantern Media, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. Paranormal Heart provides a safe place for people to share their paranormal experiences. Whether it's ghosts, aliens, dogmen, sea monsters, or gnomes, this is the place to discuss what you have encountered. So drop me a message at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com if you'd like to discuss your paranormal experiences or just say hi. I'd love to hear from you. I have to take a moment to tell you all how much I appreciate you. Thanks to you all, you wonderful listeners, I've reached a milestone. Thanks to you, Paranormal Heart Podcast has reached 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm so blown away by your love and support. Thank you so very much. This episode's shout-out goes to my listeners in Hong Kong. Thank you so much for your support. Mgai Sai. Did I pronounce that right? I hope I did. My apologies if I didn't. And may you have peace wherever you go. In episode 52, my guest bravely talks about some family tragedies that seem to have been the source for paranormal hauntings in a house she grew up in. Family members not behaving like themselves, hearing footsteps where there's no one there, seeing a shadow person, and so much more. I introduce to you, Janet. Hello, Janet. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hello. Thanks for having me, Kat. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Uh, our friend Dixie Cryptid recommended you. 
So, yeah, um, yes, he did. <laughs> yes. And I always say when Dixie Cryptid uh, recommends someone, I best be listening to Dixie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cam's a good guy. He is. He's so sweet and uh, genuine and uh, has a huge heart. Yes. And he actually apologized to me because he said my story was awesome. And then he read all of it and he was like, I'm so sorry. That was so rude. (laughs) (laughs) Because it, it, because it it is a scary thing, but I mean, it's been many, many years. Yeah. Well, so do tell you, um, you have some paranormal experiences that you would like to share. And I'm so happy that you want to share them here. Yeah. I do. Um, Well, of course, like I said, this happened many years ago. I'm 58 years old now, and um, this started when I was 10 until I was 15. Um, My, we had lived in an apartment for a lot of years, and um, my stepdad he mined uh, calcium carbonate um, just outside of my hometown in Quincy, Illinois, and. Um, he was below one of the rock crushers one day and normally the conveyor belts have like, um, an end cap on them to protect the worker's hands and somebody had left it off and he didn't notice it and he was brushing rock off the side and it grabbed the tips of his, uh, gloves, fingers, and he couldn't get his hand out of the glove fast enough and it yanked him up to his elbow. Wow. And the only reason why it didn't pull him all the way in is there was a support beam that went from the ceiling to the floor that caught him in the, between you know his shoulder and his chest. Hmm. And he had a scar that ran along there because this thing was so powerful. It was literally pulling his arm off. Jeez. And... I told Cam and what I wrote to him, he didn't put it in my story on his channel, but um, it's it's gruesome. It From the elbow down, it peeled his arm like a banana. Wow. It just, it ripped all of the skin off of the lower part of his arm. Um, there was nothing but um, muscle and crushed bone. He, it almost severed his hand completely. It crushed the bones in his hand. And honestly, he would have been better off if they would have amputated it at the elbow. But they didn't. Oh, really? And so he lived the rest of his life with a crippled arm that he couldn't use. Mm -hmm. Um, He was not a nice man before that happened. But I'm going to say it was probably because of the pain, the shock, all of that. It made him even meaner. (laughs) But um, after he got out of the hospital, he was in the hospital probably for eight months. Because they had to do surgeries. He was in shock for a good deal of it. Because he lost a lot of blood. And um, so when he finally was released, um, he got a settlement from workman's comp. And because he didn't lose his arm, it wasn't as much as if he had lost his arm. Which, I mean, he lost the use of it. That's pretty much the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, they decided with the with what they got from that, they would buy a house. Now, we had lived in this neighborhood before, as I told you in my other story that I sent you, mm-hmm. um, when I was a little girl. And so they decided to move back there. It was a pretty rough neighborhood. And um, a lot of the people there were, were very, very poor people. Well, um, the house that we moved in 
to, we found out later that nobody had ever lived in that house more than five years after it was built. Hmm. It was a very old house. It went through the um, Underground Railroad. And so there were slaves and that passed through that house during that time. Um, there was something very evil and very wicked in that house. Um, a lot of people will say a house is haunted. Well, I'll say right up front, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't. But I do believe in demons. Um, because, and I say that about ghosts because one of the apparitions I saw, according to my mom, when I told her about it, uh, resembled my grandfather. Now, my grandfather died when I was a year old. I was born in 62. He died in 63. And so I have no memory of him other than pictures. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was sleeping with my head at the foot of the bed. And the door wouldn't open all the way up because there was a shelf behind it. And you know how you get that feeling that you're being watched? Yep. I got that feeling. And I tipped my head all the way back to look up behind me. And I saw an old man standing behind me, tall, real tall old man wearing blue bib overalls and a white t-shirt. And I told, and I screamed, and my bedroom was right next to my mother's room, and she didn't hear me. Really? And um, I, I, I slept on the sofa the rest of the night. I would not go back in that room. And the next morning, I told her about it, and she says, well, that sounds like your grandpa. And I told her, I said, why would my grandpa come and scare the daylights out of me in the middle of the night like that. I said, that was not my grandpa. It may have looked like my grandpa, but it was not my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Because my grandpa was a very, according to my mom and my aunt, he was a very stern man, but he was a very loving man. And he wouldn't have done that. He would not have done that. Um, so I know it wasn't him. It was something else trying to make me afraid of him, I guess. Sorry, just going to stop um, you there for a second, Janet. You're getting a little crackly. It's probably my headset. <laughs> okay. There. It's better. Okay. Very good twisted now. it a bit. Okay. Behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. Phone and now evidently my headset's possessed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win. <laughs> but, um... When we moved in that house, um, we were excited because me and my sister slept basically in a closet together in the apartment. Mm -hmm. They put two rollaway cot beds in there, and I slept on one. She slept on the other. I'm, by the way, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> so uh, that was not a good deal. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we were excited because we were going to get our own bedrooms. It was a four-bedroom house. We were going to get our own bedrooms. Mm -hmm. And it was probably within a month of moving in there that things started. And at first it was like, all right, I have to explain the setup of the top part of this house because it was weird. Um, you had a back room that faced the, the backyard and then another room in the front that faced the front. Along each side, um, down the total length of the house were like cubbies but they ran the whole length and there were both of the doors was in my sister's bedroom. One was at the, uh, North, the Northwest corner. The other one was at the South 
southwest corner of her um, bedroom. And we never went in there because those things were creepy. But um, we started hearing footsteps in there at night. And I, one morning I went downstairs and I mentioned it to my stepdad that we were hearing footsteps in there. And he says, ah, it's just squirrels. It's just squirrels. <laughs> and I told him, yeah, if they wear combat boots. <laughs> and squirrels are not nocturnal. <laughs> but they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to us. You know, they told us we had to sleep out there. That was our rooms. And that was the end of the story. We spent a lot of nights sleeping together terrified because the the steps turned into stomps and kicks and bangs on the doors and it was terrifying and I remember one night um this was going on and I had ran into my sister's room and I crawled in bed with her and we were laying there just kind of hugging each other because we were scared and I finally ended up drifting off to sleep and probably about an hour later, my sister was shaking me back awake because we always slept with fans on. Everybody in my family does that. I still mm-hmm. do it. And I guess it's the white noise, but um, the fan went off and woke her up. And she started shaking me and she was like, Janet, look, Janet, look. And it took me a minute to focus my eyes because I just woke up. But standing next to that fan was a black figure of a human. Well, it was shaped like a human. Mm-hmm. And it had one hand on the fan. And it was just standing there staring at me and my sister. And I don't know how, but we managed to fall back to sleep. We didn't even get up turn fan back on. Um, and we told um, our mom about it. And she was like, oh, it was just a dream. Now, people don't have mass dreams. I've never heard people have mass dreams where everybody has the same dream, you know? So eventually, um, my sister, she ends up um, getting married. She got married when she was 15. That was how bad she wanted out of there. Ended up right back there anyway. But um, I ended up sleeping downstairs after that in the other bedroom I told you about where I saw the the old man. Mm -hmm. Well, I went from there to a cot in the living room. But I'll get back to that. Um, there was one night I had a friend of mine spend the night with me. Friend, she was she was one of only two friends that I had. And um, I remember we were laying there and we were talking and I finally, I drifted off to sleep. And a short while later, she was literally shaking me. It's a wonder I didn't get whiplash. She was shaking me so hard. <laughs> Wow. And she couldn't even say anything. She just kept pointing towards the kitchen. And I don't know if you uh, remember, like, um, the tables from the 70s, how they had those, like, filigree thin metal legs that yeah. kind of swirled in that. Yep. Well, that's kind of kitchen set my mom had. Chairs and table, whole thing. And in there, because from the living room, you could look straight into the kitchen. And in there, sitting on the chair was a figure that looked just like the Grim Reaper without the scythe. Wow. And that was one of the deepest... Stupid phone, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a notification. (laughs) Um, 
but it was the deepest, darkest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, I had never seen black that black, if you know what I mean. Yep. It was like falling into a dark void and you can't get out. But living in that house for as long as I had, I was able to yank myself out of it. And I started screaming for my mom. And um, when she came out, I looked in the kitchen and it was gone. And once again, she said it was just a bad dream. Once again, people don't have mass dreams. Hmm. And um, Sandy, I was up with her for the rest of the night. Um, She couldn't sleep. She was crying. She was a mess. And she never came back to my house again. I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. either. (laughs) And, um, but there was just a lot of things that went on there. And after my sister had moved out the the final time, um, I was in the bathtub and Cam kind of laughed about this, but I was in the bathtub and now in order to get upstairs, this house, like I said, it was built weird. You had to go through the kitchen into the bathroom and inside the bathroom was another door and you go through that door and you could either go outside through another door or go upstairs. Hmm. It was weird. I'd never seen a house built like where you had to go through the bathroom to get upstairs, but that's (laughs) how it was. And I remember I was in there, I was taking a bath and I had just washed my hair And I leaned back in the bathtub and dunked my head under the water to rinse my hair. And the minute I surfaced, I heard, um, you know how a witch cackle sounds? Mm -hmm. That really demented sound? Mm -hmm. I heard that coming from upstairs. And there was no one up there. No one. The only two people in that house was me and my mother. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that's the first time in my life I ever streaked. I jumped out of that bathtub and I ran for my mom's room and I actually almost hurt myself because I skidded because I was soaking wet in the mm. kitchen on the linoleum and busted yeah. my butt. But I got right back up on my feet and I ran right through that house, butt naked and jumped on my mom in her bed. <laughs> and I wouldn't go back in there. I would not go back in there. I wouldn't go get my clothes. I wouldn't go get a towel. I wouldn't go get nothing. Got my mom's bed soaking wet. And she had to go in there and get me a towel and get my clothes because I refused. I told hmm. her I stayed naked. I ain't going back in there. Yeah. So the next day she went to the hardware store and she bought roofing nails. You know, roofing nails are big. Mm-hmm. And she nailed that door shut from top to bottom with roofing nails and drove them all the way in. And I told Cam, I said, I feel sorry for the person that bought that house from her because <laughs> they would have had to have dug them nails out of there to get the door open. But yeah, because it was the only way I'd go back in the bathroom again. And I know that, you know, you can hold a demon back by doors, but oh, I mean, you're getting crackly good. again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they go right through it. But um, being a kid, you know, I thought nailing the door shut would be a good idea, and it got me to go back in the bathroom so I didn't have to be dirty. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, sorry, Janet, you're crackly again. You're crackly again. Sorry. Stupid thing. <laughs> Technology, isn't it great? No, you're good. Okay. It might be the phone case, because I have a phone case on it. It might not uh, be making a good connection. 
That's a possibility. Yeah. Or I move around too much, one or the other. <laughs> um, well, you're good now. Good. Um, but yeah, um, it changed my family. Um, now, like I said, my stepdad had always, he'd never been nice mm-hmm. as far as nice. Um, but he was never like physically abusive. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was some mental abuse, but, um, it wasn't severe. Um, my mom had never been abusive. Now she was strict and she'd whip our butts in a heartbeat if we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. But until we moved in there, she had never abused us. And my sister got less of it than I did. Um, because I didn't know when to shut my mouth, especially if I knew I didn't do anything wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, there was more than one occasion she beat me really bad. Now you have to understand that at that time I was like five foot three and Mm -hmm. I weighed about 95 pounds. My mom was six foot two and weighed 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And she would hit me with her fist, not with an open hand, but with her fist. She'd bite my eyes, busted my lips, bloody my nose, left bruises all over me. And we had a friend. Um, well, there was five of them, but the main one was Tony. And whenever she would do that and I got away from her, I would run every time I would run and I would go straight to his house. Well, that's when my sister would usually end up getting the beatings because, um, my mom would tell her to go out and find me Mm -hmm. and she would go out for an hour or two and come back and say, I couldn't find her. And I think my mom knew that she knew where I was at, but wouldn't tell her. Mm Mm-hmm. And he tried to get me, you know, to turn her in. And it wouldn't have done no good. Number one, in the 70s, mm. they didn't care. Yeah. They just didn't care. Unless you killed the kid, then they cared. But other than that, they didn't care. Way different time. Was, it yeah. was a way, yeah. And, and with my mom, she was best friends with the head of the juvenile department. Mm. So all this woman would have told me is, well, just don't make her mad. Well, I mean... I guess if I stop breathing, she'll quit getting mad. But um, other than that, you know, she beat me one time for my sister called me the B word, but she said it under her breath. And I was walking through the living room and me being me, I said it out loud. Mm. So my sister acted like um, she was crying. My mom flew off her bed and I had hair down to my butt. And she wrapped my hair around her hand, clear up to the back of my skull, threw me on the bed and just beat the living daylights out of me. My sister was on top of her trying to get her off of me, telling her it was just a joke, Hmm. that she wasn't crying, that it didn't hurt her feelings. And I don't think that would have deserved a beating anyway. Hmm. But, um, you know, and it's really weird because once we did move out of there, she reverted. She never acted that way again. Hmm. Never did. Obviously, there was something in the house that was affecting her. Yeah. Yeah. It affected her, and it affected my stepdad, too. My mom became an alcoholic in that house. Mm -hmm. Um, All of her sorrows, all of her everything, she drowned in alcohol, especially after her and my stepdad divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she didn't care about nothing. She didn't even care about us girls. You know, other than if we irritated her, then she cared. But other than that, she didn't care. Um, My sister and I 
took over taking care of the house, buying the groceries and paying the bills when we were 11 and 12 years old. Wow. I did the housework mostly, and she made sure my mom didn't spend all of our money and food stamps on booze. Because mm-hmm. if she got the chance, she would sell our food stamps to get money so she could drink. And after, like I said, after we moved out of there, she stopped drinking. She was no longer crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we did make amends um, because there's a lot more to it that I can't tell you because it's very deeply personal. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a point in time where I hated her. And I told her I hated her and I told her I'd be glad if she died. And that's a horrible thing to say to your own mother. But I mean, it is. I was going, you know, we were, me and my sister both were going through literal hell hmm. on earth. And um, it was this house. I mean, I couldn't stand to be in there by myself. If there was like the off chance that everybody else in the house was gone and I was there by myself, I would go outside, mm-hmm. even in the wintertime, because you couldn't stand being in there alone. It was like, there were thousands of eyes upon you, and they were all watching you at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. But now the last incident that happened, the one that I alluded to earlier, is what happened when I started sleeping in the living room. Now, I had a little dog. It was a stray dog. I was always, my mom always brought home stray people. I always brought home stray dogs <laughs> and cats. Mm-hmm. And um, I let her keep most of the people, and she let me keep most of the animals. It was a bargain. Um, But I had this one little dog. I'd found him in a small town. And after I took him home, I found out that somebody poisoned all the rest of the stray dogs in that town. Oh, no. Yeah. and But I got him out. I had that dog from the time I was, I think, 14 until I was in my 20s. And he was my best buddy. But um, he would sleep with me. Well, when I was younger, I slept all over a bed. I didn't sleep in one spot. Mm-hmm. I would wake up sometimes and my head would be at total opposite end of the bed or I'd be diagonal, mm-hmm. my body parts hanging off. <laughs> I just I always moved a lot in my sleep. Well, he would start out sleeping with me. But if I got to where I was moving too much, he'd get annoyed and he would get down on the floor and sleep next to the bed. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt tugging on the blanket And I thought he had gotten rolled up in the blanket and couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. So I started yanking on the blanket. Now, he weighed uh, about 30 pounds. So he was in between medium and small dog. And um, so I'm yanking on this blanket, and it's not wanting to come loose. So I finally grabbed it with both hands, and I mean, I yanked on it, like, really hard. Well, then the blanket flew up into my lap, but there was no dog on the floor. And then I felt something in my lap move. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed it because we didn't have any cats at that time. And I grabbed it. And when I grabbed it, it felt bony. Hmm. So I threw the blanket into the middle of the living room and it was a hand. Wow. It was a body bony hand. That evidently got wrapped up in my blanket. (laughs) I sat in the middle of the bed the rest of that night, Kat, um, with my arms wrapped around my knees. I didn't move. 
I don't blame I you. I was terrified that thing was going to come back and get me. Mm-hmm. And my mom wasn't home that night. As many nights, she wasn't home. There was one time she came home. I was 13? 13 or 14. And she came home. Now, I have nothing against transvestite people. Um, but she came home in the middle of the night, being carried in by four men, transvestite men dressed up as women. Hmm. And I'm 13 years old. And they're like, where do you want me to put her? I directed them to the bathroom and said, put her in the bathtub. They put her in the bathtub. I put the stopper and turned on the cold water. Mm-hmm. Walked about, back out front with them and thanked them for bringing her home. <laughs> and boy, when I got back in the bathroom, she was mad. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> she was like, why would you do that? Why would you turn cold water on me? I said, you're going to sober up. I got school tomorrow. I don't have time to put up with you. Yeah. And I finally drained the, the the water out of the tub and told her, now go to sleep. I left her in the bathtub. I, I couldn't pick her up. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but that was the, the, the last major incident that I remember. And a lot of these are not in order because, like I said, this happened so long ago. Yeah. You know, um, there was other things that happened, like we would hear – um, scratching inside the walls. Now, some people might say mice. Well, if they have long fake nails and they're dragging them down wood, maybe. Yeah. But no, they weren't mice. We off and on, we always had cats, and no mice was brave enough to come in our house <laughs> and live very long in any way. But we would hear that. Um, there was times where it sounded like there was like liquid running through the walls. Really? Which is really creepy. No kidding. Uh, yeah, we would hear whispering. You know, like somebody's in the other room. They're talking really low, but you can still hear them, but not make out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of that. Um, there would be times where um, doors would open and then slam. And I mean slam hard enough that it would shake the wall. Hmm. Um, there was a few times when my sister and her husband at that time uh, was staying in the upstairs. Um, the lights would go out up there and then come back on and all the dresser drawers and all the doors would be open. Wow. And then the lights would go out again and then <clears throat> everything would stand shut and the lights would come back on. Hmm. It was weird. That house was, I, I tell people all the time, that house was evil. Yeah. I had a bottle of water and lost it. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> Grew legs and walked away. <laughs> yeah, evidently it did. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, the house was just... There was something very wrong in that. Matter of fact, the people that owned it before we bought it was a preacher and his wife. Uh And they lived there five years, and that house drove them away, too. Hmm. So, it wasn't just us. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, he didn't try to um, exercise the house or, or something. Yeah, you would think, you know, being a, a minister, you would have thought he would have done something. Mm-hmm. But no, evidently it just 
it drove him and his wife out of there. It, it hmm. was a it was a horrible house, and the house was old. That house is, I'd say, probably about 130 years old by now or more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really old. It's a brick bungalow. You can actually find it on um, Google Map, uh, Google Earth, mm-hmm. if you look. I can't stand to look at the place. I had, um, for years after we um, left there, I had nightmares about that house. I would for imagine. many, many years afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they were never good dreams either. I mean, they were horrible dreams. And that house, it I think it affected me and my sister more, I mean, mentally more than my mom and my stepdad. Because I think it it took over a good deal of them mm-hmm. out much resistance. Whereas me and my sister fought it more. Mm-hmm. We wanted no part of it. And, um, but yeah, I tell people, I've told people about this before and most people just laugh at me and say, oh, that didn't really happen. Well, you didn't live through it. Yep. And I I tell people all the time, you never know evil until you come face to face with it. And I've come face to face with it. And I don't, like I said, I don't believe it's ghosts. I just, I don't believe in ghosts. I see no reason why somebody would want to stick around Earth once they die. I know I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I want to stay here. But um, do you have any questions about anything? How long did it take you to get over that? Uh, You were saying you had nightmares. Um, Obviously, that was a form of PTSD that you had, and uh, rightfully so. So how long did it take you to get over it, if you even did? Up until about 14 years ago. Wow. When I left the state. Okay. Because this happened in Illinois, and I now live in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it seems like after I left there, it broke whatever bond there was Hmm. with that. Um, other than the memories. But it seems like leaving there, I don't know why it would, but it did. Um, But like I told you in that one email when I told you about why I'm terrified of spiders. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, There's something about that town. It's toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, The people there are toxic. People there are not nice to each other. Um, they're just very bitter, angry people for some unexplainable reason. And like I told you, that that town. Well, if it if a big earthquake ever hit that area, mm-hmm. my hometown would disappear. That's how many caves are under it. Wow. Um, because they've been blasting uh, calcium carbonate out of there for well. As long as the town's been there, just about. Mm-hmm. How old's and the so town? Do you know? Hmm? Do you know how old the town is? Um, I, if I remember correctly, it dates back to the 1600s. Okay. Hmm. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's old, and it was settled originally by Germans. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, the buildings in that town are um, German design. A lot of them look like big old Gothic things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and a matter of fact, the area of town that I lived in down there, um, there used to be a lot of those towns down, a lot of those buildings down there, houses and that. And we actually, when I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. we lived in one of them. They had taken this old house and they turned it into an apartment building. Everybody in that place had to share the same bathroom. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was this <laughs> mean old man that lived there. Uh-huh. And my mom said that I was constipated for about a year because he would scare me. Aww. And so I would run back in the apartment and I wouldn't go to the bathroom because <laughs> he terrified me. But it had this building, they've torn it down now, which was such a sad thing um, because it was very old and it had a rich history with the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. It had, I don't know if you know what it is, but it had a cupola at the top. It's... um it's um you climb into it with a ladder it's right at the top of the building really high and it's covered with glass on all sides and it was so that they could watch for people bring those slaves in and watch for people enemies trying to follow them and um so that house had one of those cupola so when they tore it down all they saved was the cupola oh wow and it's well that's just stupid But they tore it down for a civic center that gets no use. Too bad they couldn't have kept it and uh, turned it into a museum for the town or something. Yeah. Yeah, you would thought so. Hmm. Uh, but think, speaking of that, because it is a museum now, growing up, um, our library was a castle. Wow. That's neat. Yeah, now it's uh, called the Gardner Museum. Hmm. But I, I can remember going there as a child and spending all day there sitting in a window reading books. That but would yeah, be... it looks just like a castle. That would be amazing as a child. Well, I'd love to, to be able to go and check it out now and just sit there and read books. But, wow, as a child, that must have been amazing. It was. It had the old wood creaky floors. Yeah. And it's smelled of old books. I still love that smell. I was just thinking of that. I bet it had the old book smell. Yep. Yeah. It had that old book smell. It was great. Yeah. I love that. Did they happen to have a cat in there too? Yeah. Anytime I smell old books now, that's what I think of is that library. Wow. Do you know how old it was? Was it also built in the 1600s? Probably, or very close to it, because mm-hmm. it, it's really old. Um, but if you go on Google Earth, you go to Quincy, Illinois, and type in Gardner Museum, you will see a picture of it. It is really pretty. It's hmm. it's like, I think it's sandstone. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there is an actual castle there called the Villa Catherine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's neat. In the bluff over the river. The man that owned it um, brought it there stone by stone and rebuilt it there. I'm just going to make a note of the name of it. Uh, in, what, in Quincy, Illinois? Quincy, Illinois, Quincy. yeah. Illinois. And what was the name of it? The, uh, the old... The old library that's now a museum, it's the Gardner Museum. Okay, Gardner Museum. Okay, I'm going to check that out later. 
And the castle is the Villa Catherine. How do you spell Catherine? With a K? Um, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, I believe. Okay. Nice. I'll check that out. Can't wait to see the building. I love, love old buildings like that. <clears throat> Me too. And I think my love for buildings like that does come from that town because they have a lot of old, old, old German-type, Gothic-type mm-hmm. houses there. I mean, rich people own them, but um, they were able to keep them up, so that that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Except for, well, of course, the one I lived in, but... Yeah. <laughs> They tore down, but um, now the the neighborhood where the house I lived in um, back then, almost all the houses are gone there now. Hmm. Um, that house has somehow managed to remain after all the houses, almost all the houses around it. Well, on its side of the street, I think almost every house is gone. Isn't that it. interesting? Hmm. Yeah. But that house has somehow managed to keep itself safe. <laughs> and I don't know how, but because nobody ever lives in it very long. Matter of fact, I found out here recently that um, somebody had went in and remodeled it, actually. Huh. Uh, but they left the original sink in it, which I thought was interesting. It was an, one of those old white porcelain sinks. That's what I was envisioning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nice. And nice and deep. The original. Nice and deep sink in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Yep. One nice. of them old porcelain ones. Yeah. And all white. Mm-hmm. And um, they left that in there and they left the original porcelain um, sink in the bathroom. Now, did that have the uh, knobs? Like, it has the four. Um, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I love those. I lived in an apartment building that was like that. Yeah. And the, the bathtub had feet. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wish I had a claw tub, bathtub. I know. Yep. I love those things. You sink clear down to your chin in water. A good soaking tub. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, now those things cost a lot of money. I if you, know. If you have one in an old building, you can get a lot of money for them because people want them. Yep. And they were heavy. Yeah, heavy. And, uh, I mean, you can fill those things up with a lot of water. <laughs> yep. Yep. I had a lot of those, uh, you know, in my younger days living there because a lot of the buildings I lived in were really old. So mm-hmm. um, they had clawfoot bathtubs in them. And I loved them. Yeah, nothing like one of those tubs. Yeah, the modern bathtubs, you can't soak in those. You just can't. They're not deep enough. Or long enough. <laughs> yeah, or long enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm short. I'm only five foot five. And. No, they're not long enough. Yeah. But now, with I don't know if you wanted to talk about the spider story. Yes, or not. please. I was. You're reading my mind. I'm telling you. I was just going to say, if you wanted to share the spider story, go ahead. <laughs> All right, just a second. Dwight, <clears throat> Dwight, you get me my water because I evidently left it in there <laughs> on the coffee table, probably. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm getting a little bit of dry mouth. No worries. Yep, I did leave it in there. <sighs> I'll forget my head if it wasn't fast. It wasn't <laughs> on. 
but um yeah when you told me about the spider stories i oh yeah i i, I really didn't see that part coming so folks you're in for a treat <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> now, i don't like yeah, spiders but no, it's a good story yeah I mean, I understand that outside that, that, that they're necessary, that they kill bad insects mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but they get in my house and they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. kill them. I will hunt them <laughs> down. I'm terrified of them, but I'm one of those people that I will hunt it down and kill it because I don't want it loose in my house and not know where it's at. Yeah. So I will hunt it down and kill it. But... um like I said, I was like six or seven years old, and I know people say, well, your memories from back then are faulty, but I'm telling you, this memory is as clear as crystal in my mind still today. And um, like I said, the apartment that we lived in, it was downstairs, and we had a big backyard. And in one corner, there was the fuel oil barrel that, you know, the oil <coughs> was used to heat the apartments during the winter. Yep. And um, then along the back fence, there was a canoe. It was an old wooden canoe. I never known anybody to ever use it. Um, it was never moved while we lived there anyway. And it set up on like a wooden frame to keep it off the ground. I guess it was to help preserve the wood. But me and my sister, we often would go back there and climb up on that old canoe because it was wobbly. And we played King of the Hill. Mm -hmm. You know, pushing each other off of it. Yep. It got us in trouble several times. <laughs> we did it anyway. And But sometimes my sister would be off with a friend of hers or something doing something else. And I've always been pretty much a loner. Um, I never minded playing by myself. And um, so I was in this at this time I was in the backyard. And I had taken all my cars and trucks out there because I was a tomboy. Still am hate dolls that i hated dolls then and still hate them now dolls creep me out i don't especially, like them <laughs> especially the porcelain ones yeah oh yeah my sister has one of those reborn oh really baby dolls yeah and i hate it anytime i would go to her house i'd say put that thing away i don't want to see it mm -hmm. it it was creepy um but I was out there playing with my cars and trucks and stuff and sitting on the canoe. And um, then, I don't know, I heard something rustling behind me, you know, because there was like weeds and um, small scraggly trees back there and stuff. And so I heard something rustling back there and we had a, a cat in the neighborhood that we fed. And I thought maybe it was her or a stray dog or my sister trying to sneak up on me and not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> um, so I kind of turned back and at first I didn't see anything but sticks and stuff like that. And then it moved again. And it was a huge spider. And I'm when I'm talking huge. I'm not talking dinner plate. I'm not talking two dinner plates. I'm talking canoe length. And it was wide enough that, you know, on the, the part of their back that looks like leather, mm -hmm. I could have sat on it. Jeepers. I ran. <laughs> I left all of my toys right there. I never went back out there and got them. My sister finally went and got them for me. I wouldn't tell her why I wouldn't go out there, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go back out there again. Not to that part of the yard. I stayed up closer to the house when I played. And... Over the years, I've tried to reason with it in my mind that maybe I didn't see what I saw. Mm -hmm. 
But no, every time I go back to that memory, I know what I saw. I know what a tarantula looks like, and this looked like a horse-sized tarantula. Jeepers. It was enormous. Enormous. And I mean, I know that, you know, back when the Earth was young, that there were spiders and stuff that big. Yep. And you have to wonder, was that a leftover? <laughs> you know? And as I said, there's caves all under that town, so... It's hard to tell what's going around down well, exactly. there. Exactly. I was just thinking that. You, you, yeah, there might be, there it, might be a family of them down there. You don't know. Yeah, I'm glad they don't live there no more. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that that made me terrified of spiders. And people, people always ask me, why are you afraid of spiders? And I tell them I don't really know, but I am. <laughs> I know exactly why, but I know what they'd say if I told them why. Yeah. They would tell me I'm crazy, mm-hmm. but spiders don't get that big. Well, that one did. Yeah. You know, and I hate the way spiders move. Yeah, it's very it's creepy. From insects, you know, the way they move, I hate it. And when I still lived there, me and my ex-husband moved out in the country. And I don't know if you've ever seen wood spiders. But these things are big. They have little skinny legs and they can flatten themselves out flat yeah. against whatever they're sitting on. Yeah. And this thing was probably, leg span wise, was about as big around as a saucer. And I was sitting in the living room reading one night because I would read before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I had my legs pulled up in the chair. And I saw something. We hadn't even lived there, I don't even think, four days. And um so i saw it move and i thought well maybe it's a field mouse and then it moved again and i was like oh no that's not a mouse and so i kind of tipped up and looked over my knees and it was a huge spider Uh. i jumped up in the chair and jumped over onto the coffee table it started up the coffee table like after me and i Jumped off the coffee table, ran in the bedroom, grabbed my ex by his ankle, yanking him off the bed, <laughs> screaming at him, you got to kill it. <laughs> and he's like, what do I have to kill? You'll see it when you go <laughs> up there. It took him 15 minutes to catch that thing and kill it. Oh, and wow. He said, he said when he came out there, it knew that it was in trouble <laughs> because it ran from him. Wow. So it did for me, it ran at me. Yeah. I told him, if you don't kill it, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. (laughs) I've had too many run ins with spiders. And this this is the same town that you uh, had the experiences with the house? Yeah. Well, it's just right outside of town. Okay. Next to the river. Mm -hmm. Because I lived right along the Mississippi River. Okay. I mean, when I, we lived out in country, the Mississippi River was, between, well, depending on if, if it was flood stage or not, it was anywhere from 150 to 45 feet from my back door. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had to keep a sump pump in our um, basement. Yep. Because it would frequently flood. Hmm. So our washer and dryer was set up on uh, skids. Yep. And, um, but yeah, there was big spiders down there too. Not as big as the one I saw when I was a kid, but. <laughs> Not the canoe I, I one, yeah. Be past one feet like that being there. Hmm. That's but, when you have to shoot the shotgun. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Gee. Or a flamethrower. <laughs> a flamethrower. 
<laughs> I'm with you. I had somebody, <laughs> somebody ask me, would you really use a flamethrower on a spider in your house? And I said, if it was big enough, yes. <laughs> that big, yes. yes. There, was, there was a story uh, a few years ago that uh, this man, I think it was in the States, but I can't remember where. I want to say Florida, but I could be totally wrong. I don't know. And he was watching his uh, parents' house while they were on vacation. Well, It was Florida. He, it was Florida, yep. Lots of spiders, and he tried to burn it, and he wound up burning the house, and he still doesn't know where the spiders went. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. That stuff happens a lot in Florida. Does it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people in Florida are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the some of the crazy stories. I used to do, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was called, just the uh, Odd News for Friends podcast a few years ago. And it always seemed whenever I was researching strange stories, it was the majority of them were from Florida. It, it was just yeah. weird. Um, now, in Illinois, we have um, rednecks and white trailer trash. Mm-hmm. And those people are special. <laughs> I remember when I moved down here, one of my friends, he always used to tell me, you talk like a redneck. And I told him, no, I don't. And he says, yes, you do. So I talked. So I had a conversation with him like a redneck. Oh, no. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching a movie one time, and this one guy, he was a redneck, and he rambled off something. And my friend said, interpret. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> So there's some special ones in Illinois too. I think you find them just about everywhere, but yeah, know, we get them up here too. Than other. Yeah. <laughs> Those ones down in uh, Florida and places like that are crazy. And then you get into Kentucky and Tennessee and places like that, back up in them hills. You don't <laughs> want to mess with them people. They're dumb and mean. <laughs> <laughs> but they make a mean bourbon. <laughs> Yes. And moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to show you because she's sleeping now, not running around. I'll show you my little girl. There she is. Oh, beautiful cat. Too bad the listeners can't see her. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She looks she like a too. She, she looks, looks like a Himalayan. Wake me up. She looks like a Himalayan cat. Yeah, she's um, <clears throat> she's actually got all the colors of a calico, just mm -hmm. a little more muted. Yep. Plus, she has the points of a Siamese. And she's actually darkened. Her <clears throat> coat was much lighter when oh, we wow. first got her back in February, last mm -hmm. February, or just, that was last February, when we got her. And, um, but she's got an orange streak down her nose, and it flares out um, across her nose. She's just a little cutie. And <laughs> she's got sky blue eyes. Oh, beautiful. Her sister was a calico, and her brother was, he was the oddball out, because he was gray and white. Hmm. Just a gray and white tuxedo. Mm -hmm. And I held all of them, and my boyfriend, they wanted us to, they wanted us to bring my old cat to make sure, you know, they weren't going to try to kill each other. And so he came back home to get him in a pet taxi, and um, so I held all three of them. And she was the one that buttered up to me the most. So she's the one that got brought home. And yeah. she's a little, I tell people she's a tornado on four legs. <laughs> but she, yeah, she's a little imp. When, when you were in that house, you didn't have any pets, did you? 
And uh, the, thought, one with the spider or the other one? Oh, the other one. The house where it was your mother and your sister. I had a dog. A dog. My sister had a cat. Did the animals ever uh, react as if they knew something yeah. was there? How did they react? Well, the cat kept trying to run away. Yeah. Um, she would dart out the door every chance she got. She hated it there. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog, a lot of times, he would literally, I would wake up to him sitting on my stomach, growling at the kitchen. Oh. He would, and he. there were times where he would look around like, you know, like he was following something or mm-hmm. someone. But there, you couldn't see anything, but he would be watching it. Hmm. And you know they say they say that animals can see things we can't. Yep. And um, but yeah, he was very protective. He always slept by me. If it wasn't on bed with me, it was by my bed. Mm-hmm. Which was really freaky the night with the hand. Mm-hmm. Because um, he was not there. Now that's strange. Where was he? Uh, I think he was in my mom's room, which was very odd because he never slept with my mom. Hmm. It is odd. So that thing must have ran him off or something because he was, because like I said, I thought it was him in the blanket. Oh, that's but right. Yes. And he, yeah. And he wasn't there um, mm-hmm. he wasn't under the bed. He wasn't on the bed. And then later he came out of my mom's room. Hmm. But yeah, um, we had a dog that at one point that we had outside and we had to, we finally had to get rid of him. Because he would sit in the backyard and howl at the house. Oh, wow. That says something. He would at the house and start howling. And people thought, well, maybe he just wants to come in the house. And we would try to take him in the house. He wouldn't go in the house. Hmm. Knew there was something there. Yep. Definitely knew there was something there. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Did you ever have any other experiences? (sighs) After leaving there, mm-hmm. yeah, we had experiences here actually, and it's like I tell people. Now I'm a Christian, um, so is my boyfriend, and I don't, you know, I don't get on to people for what they believe, but you know, I believe what I believe, and that's one of the reasons why I don't believe in ghosts. But um, in the when we first moved in this apartment, um, things knock on the walls. Now, I mean, this is. Buildings pop. These are old apartment buildings. They've been remodeled, but they're old. They're, they were built in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And, but these pops aren't like that. Um, these, it sounds like somebody took a hammer and popped the inside of the wall hard. Hmm. Sometimes it's loud enough it scares me. And um, I did, it's on my old phone. I don't know if I can get it off or not. If I can, I'll send it to you. Yes, please. But I, I used a recorder one night, mm-hmm. and like you can hear the TV um, in the background some, but what you hear on these two recordings I got, it was only two of them that I got this. Um, it was a voice, and I was asleep. I sleep with TV on, I sleep with lights on, I don't sleep in the dark, mm-hmm. and I don't sleep in quiet. If the TV, um, pauses for whatever reason it'll wake me up oh wow but yeah i have to have noise and um so it, they occur both the same night. yeah they both both voices occurred the same night 
within minutes of each other. And what this recorder does is it only records when it picks up certain sound. Mm-hmm. And I've had other people listen to it, and they hear the same thing I hear on it. One of them says, you will reject it. I don't know what it's talking about there. You will reject it. But hmm. um, it's demonic. The voice is totally demonic. And then the other one, I can't remember what it said, but it was the same voice. Mm-hmm. So if I can get those off of my phone, I'll send them to you. Yes, please. I'd love to hear that. Hmm. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever asked my sister? And my sister was like, that happened in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever spoken to any of the other tenants who have heard anything strange? No, actually, our tenants, uh, the other tenants are kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> we have, if you hear, it hasn't happened so far, but there's something wrong with the water pipes between our apartment and the apartment next to us. Mm-hmm. And when they turn on their water, pipes groan. Yeah, I've heard that before. And it's loud. It actually mm-hmm. shakes our kitchen sink. Yeah. And it's annoying. And we've called the office several times about it. But because of the, vi- the coronavirus, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, they say that, you know, there's not a lot they can do about it right now. Mm-hmm. You got to pay my bills when I go insane. <laughs> but, um, you know, why he hasn't, re- he's never called him about it. Hmm. Matter of fact, he gets musical with him every now and then. Oh, really? He can, yeah, yeah, he gets musical with him every now. And he's a, he's an odd duck. Yeah, he's he's a little bit of an odd duck. And the people <laughs> up above us just they moved out here recently. Thank goodness. These people. It sounded like in the middle of the night they were bowling. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I had to call on them to the office one time because the parents had left and left. The kids, they were teenagers, but left them home alone overnight. And they decided to have a wrestling match at 4 o'clock in the morning. And we're body body slamming each other on the floor in the (laughs) living room. And I sleep in my living room. Mm. And I told told the lady at the office, I said, I don't like to complain. But um, they were body slamming each other. (laughs) It's quite startling, you know, when you're asleep. So, yeah, I kind of stay away from my neighbors a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of worried um, when I got ready to to call you because um, they're remodeling the apartment upstairs now because the people moved out. Okay. And um, they were laying carpet the other night. And I told Dwight, my boyfriend, I told him, I said, if I could walk up steps, I'd go up there and tell them that carpet's already dead. You don't have to hit it that hard. <laughs> Want to make sure it's good and fastened. Mm-hmm. All the way through the floor. <laughs> but uh, down here, um, and I will take, I mean, I don't know what your beliefs are, but um, at one time I lived with my friend and his wife now me and him's best friends but me and her we don't speak anymore for several reasons but um, she started practicing black witchcraft oh in her house 
in her yard. She has a, well, he's 16 now, but at that time, her son was like seven. Mm. And I remember one night I was sitting out in the backyard because I still smoked back then. I didn't vape then. I smoked. And I was sitting out there and I was smoking a cigarette. And I heard something off to the side of the patio growl. It was in the dark where I couldn't see it, but it growled. Now, I know what a dog sounds like when it growls. I know what a coyote sounds like when it growls. And I know what a wolf sounds like when it growls. And it was none of the above. It was deep. It was, no dog can make that sound. And I walked and I walked back in the house. I said, one of your pets is out there. Would you go get rid of it? Something like that. Oh. I told her, I said, well, you know, that's what's going to happen when you play with stuff like that. Yeah. That's dangerous said, stuff. Yeah. I told her, I said, you're going to bring bad things to your home. Mm-hmm. And demons is one of them. So... You know, we don't we don't talk anymore. <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> yep. While I lived with them during that time, I had a stroke. Oh. Yep. As in 2009, I was only 47 years old and had was, a stroke. Was she practicing then as well? Yes. Hmm. And I'm yes. a Christian. Yeah. So I'm quite sure whatever she was bringing to that house didn't like me very much. Yeah, sure sounds like it. Yeah. Hmm. I moved out the next year once I got back on my feet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And I mean, her husband, he's he's oblivious. He has no idea what she's doing. Mm-hmm. He just thinks she's just playing, you know. And that's sad. Playing with that's dangerous really things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to find out one of these days. She's going to play with the wrong thing. You know, she's going to call on the wrong thing and somebody's going to get hurt. Hmm. Well, my dear, it's we are. Gonna... Go ahead. It's either going to be her or somebody she cares about. Hmm. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope she'll come to her senses yeah. before. I hope. I hope mm. so. She used to be a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, we're at the is end, my dear. Hmm? We're at the end, my dear. I, is there anything else that you would like to uh, to add? Do you have anything, finishing thoughts? or? I would just say that if you go into a place, move into a place, or stay in a place that doesn't feel right, get out of it. Because nine times out of ten, we know when something's not right. You can feel it. It's like with um, people. Um, you can know when a person's good and when they're not. And sometimes without even talking to them. Yep. So I would just tell people that, you know, don't think it's just your imagination. Because nine times out of ten, that feeling's not wrong. Yep. I trust that feeling. We're taught... Ever since we're little, that uh, those feelings are false and uh, it's our imagination. But like you said, most of the time, no, trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because my, my parents spent probably the first three years we lived in that house telling me and my sister it was all in our head. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all in our head. Did they ever believe you? 
my mother finally eventually did, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until after we moved out of there. Because actually, I stop and think about it. There was one more thing. Something did follow me from there for a long time, and it would take my stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and it got to where it would take my mom's stuff. So my mom went to calling it George for Mm. whatever reason. I don't know. Because I remember one night she wanted me to go down to the tavern to get her some cigarettes or something. And she always kept her wallet in her pillowcase under her pillow. And she reached in there to get it, and it was gone. And she was like, did you take my wallet? And I was like, come on, really? Why would I take your wallet? Mm. And she sat there, and we looked all around the apartment. And she finally, she goes, George, put it back. And she went back in there and reached under that pillow and that pillowcase, and it was there. Wow. A lot of my stuff never gave back. Hmm. But he eventually, we moved to Minnesota for like, nine months and it broke the the attachment I think because I it never bothered me again but yeah that thing followed me around for about two years wow well Janet I can't thank you enough for uh telling us about your experiences and uh so terrifying and uh thank you so much for sharing this with myself and the listeners. And uh, I hope that other people listening to this, if they had experiences like that, uh, that they know that they're not alone, that other people have those experiences as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, to find ways to tell their story, Yes. you know, through you, through Cam, um, you know, Dixie cryptid, yep. you know, because there are people out there that will listen, that will believe you and understand that you're you're not just pulling people's leg. Some people do do that. Yeah. But I think tell which ones are lying and which ones aren't. Um, I have no reason to lie about it. This happened decades ago. I have no reason to lie about it. Um, but, you know, to tell their story. Somebody will listen eventually. Eventually, yes. Yep. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Well, thank you for having me. It's it was my pleasure. You just hang on tight here, and uh, we'll I'll just sign off here, and uh, but we'll just chat for a couple of minutes. So thanks so much again. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 